What's up, humans? Welcome to the Human Music Podcast. I'm Luke Rain. My co-hosts are Tesco and Rip Kinney, and we are all music producers, artists, and producer coaches. This show is where we discuss all things music production and interview amazing creatives about their origins, their process, and whatever else comes up. This week is episode 108, Tips for Recording Vocals. What's the most important, lyrics, melody, or rhythm? How can gibberish help you be a better songwriter? What can you do if you need to fix the pitch on your vocal take? How can you sing the right pitch in the first place? What do you do if you're having trouble nailing a line? This episode will help you get that good take so you can get to mixing your record the song of the week is binks in my prayers featuring art by seven produced by yours truly this song is about to hit 5.5 million spotify streams it's got a lot of streams elsewhere too so check it out i'm super proud of this one made it way a while back and uh, i love it i hope y'all love it too go go check out binks in my prayers it's even got that Luke Rain music tag up in the front that I used to use back in the day. Support our sponsors, Dojo TV, free produced live stream classes from the Dojo Senseis. Our boy Tesco's Patreon, where you can get access to his Discord, track feedback, and private lessons, and much more. The weekly download, where you can learn from Ill Gates and his private weekly group lessons and get access to over 250 more episodes in the archive for just 20 bucks a month. And guest practices, where you can learn from Seth Drake at the Approach Institute. He's the best engineer we know. And your first class over there is free. There's more episodes, socials, and free sound packs to be found at our website, thehumanmusicpodcast.com. But for now, let's just get on into this episode. Hello, people of Earth. This is Tesco with Rip Kenny and Trap Jesus. And you're listening to the uh, Human Music Podcast. Woo! Human Music Podcast. I like it. What's up, humans? Chicka chicka wow wow. We back. Like we left something. I say that a lot. It's a freeway reference. Remember that old rapper Freeway? No. Where's he from? Philadelphia. Philadelphia Freeway. No shit. Dave's what, on what Rockefeller. What interstate is that? What interstate is that? I'm going to assume I-95 because that hits every major city on the East Coast, it seems like. But one thing that Freeway did was vocals. And that's what we're talking about today. Segway! <laughs> Boom! We're into it. We're going to be efficient on this episode. A little less messing around. I mean, you know, probably like a similar amount. Probably not, but... But hey... <laughs> We're going to be talking about doing your own vocals, doing vocals in general. What's up with vocals, man? It's like the original instrument. It's like caveman shit, you know what I'm saying? Like sitting around a fire, singing a singing a poem about the history of your of your tribe. That's some real human shit right there talking about human music. OG it's the most bangers. human element you could possibly put in a whole song. So Vocals are important, and all three of us actually do our own vocals. So where, yeah, do, we, where do we want to get started with this? I know, um, I know, Evan's been been just showed us some vocals he just did, and they are awesome. Coming someday. Coming, yeah, in the future probably. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've just I've been doing a lot of vocals lately, and also 
collaborating. I've learned a few cool new things about vocals and the, and like a process that works better for me. Um, and also just a few, just like random little things, um, that really do help a lot with recording your own vocals. And so I figured purpose of this podcast is to make you a better producer. And if I became a better producer, I should probably help you become just as good. Right. So I have a little list here that I've been writing down and, uh, yeah, yeah, always never off the rails in this podcast. Always. We're allowed to prepare. Mm, It's news to me. All right. I'm going to start doing that. I mean, maybe not, but what's your (laughs) list? Um, Yeah. So I'll just start at the top. The first thing and like probably the most important is like when you're writing the, the lyrics and the melody and the rhythm, like figuring out what that is. um, It's the, the most important thing. Isn't like telling the story line by line, which is the natural inclination. Like when I started writing vocals and something I've had to work, I still do it kind of, but like you got to work to get out of this habit is like when you're thinking of the concept of the story of the vocals you're writing, like a lot of times you'll over explain the story. Like you'll be like, she went to the park and then she saw a tree and that tree spoke to her and told her that she needed to go swimming because her cardio is not so good. Right. Or whatever it is. Like you explain <laughs> is this, you explain <laughs> line by line, but you could be like bars. You could be like sunshine trees, spoke jumped in the water. Like Need cardio. Yeah. Got, got my cardio. <laughs> my like, cardio. It was an Oak tree. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Like that, that by now itself, like you don't, like, don't over explain it. Like you, you can write the whole concept out if you'd like, but it's way better to figure out like how to say it with less words or like dance around it. Like if, if you can put the pieces together, even a little bit, it's, it's enough. Like the thing that matters most is the, the flow and the delivery and like the, the feeling of it, like the mm-hmm. words at like, as you're saying it, like the words should feel good. And if you're choosing between how to say one thing or another, and one makes less sense, but is more fun to say or sing, definitely go with the one that makes less sense. Always. 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 Um, Even though like in the back of your head, you're like, oh, but does that make sense? Like, I don't know. I think I need like this story so good. I need to explain it. Like, no, the point is catchiness and like good flow Mm -hmm. and, and melody. Right. So that's, hugely important. One thing that really helps figure that out as well is if, um, like we talked about doing this for like writing a drop or something where you like sing the drop idea into a mic. But if you are like trying to figure out melody ideas, like you don't need words, but like use like phonetics kind of like Shiva Haji do word and the floor. Like, you can it, it, like as as long as it feels good, like sing a bunch of ideas like that, and like they're the 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 melody is gonna probably suffer, and the your pitch is gonna be bad, and the words don't make any sense. But that's not the point. You're finding a flow and phonetics that sound good, mm-hmm. um, 
and like you like the phonetics that you just like naturally kind of like lean into when you're doing a flow that makes sense for that song you can put words to those so if you're like uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh, she could fall like like she was hunt then she fell or like whatever like you can you find like yeah there's, absolutely there's you get where, you get mm-hmm. like the you figure out like one thing Banks taught me and he Banks is the the rapper slash singer on my biggest song ever. He's worked with Sam Shoemaker, our homie a lot as well. One thing he taught me when I was working with him was he did the same technique and where he would just like gibberish flow over the beat and find out what vowels wanted to come out for certain sections you'd hit the melody and then a certain vowel would come out like ooh, it's got to be an e over here but it's got to be an o over there and then okay what what good word has an e right there what good word has an o right oh actually yeah these two words feel good and then like write just connect the dots with lyrics and again like not getting too caught up on like how to get the structure of like oh yeah like every single word needs to make so much sense it's sometimes like like especially for like rhythm, like the amount of syllables is so important. How can, you know, if you've got too few or too many syllables, how can you switch the less important words that aren't painting the picture? Like, can you change also to and or vice versa? If you need one or one more or less syllable, it doesn't really matter whether you say also or and unless your syllable count is wrong. So, yeah. Yeah. So let go of your preciseness. And I was just thinking you were, I was uh, this morning on YouTube. Something came up. Nora Jones doing a cover of Black Hole Sun. And just like listening to these lyrics that I've heard so many times as a slow piano ballad and just being like. This is still almost gibberish, but I've loved it my entire life. This song is great. This, the lyrics don't really make any actual sense. They, they just no kind of give all. weird Fucking little like vignettes things. of emotion, but don't actually give you any ideas. And like Red Hot Chili Peppers, half to all somewhere in between of their lyrics don't make any sense. Yeah. Ghostface <laughs> Killa of Wu-Tang Clan generally makes almost no sense. To him, it might make sense because he's got some like deep trippy slang. But again, it doesn't matter if I understand his whole point, because he sounds amazing doing it. He sounds cool. He sounds fun. He sounds in a flow. Nothing about what he does, like pulls me out of the moment. Even if I'm thinking, I don't know what he said there. I I like it. Yeah. I think, uh, one thing that always stuck out to me, I think it was like designer or somebody like that was on the breakfast club. And he was talking about that vowel thing too. And the example he brought up was that song, a baby, a baby. And he's talking about how like they found the a sounded good. And they just literally used that for the whole chorus. A baby is Hey baby, but they morphed it so that all the vowels sound like the a vowel. Yeah. And- it was so catchy. It literally has become slang that people call their girlfriends and significant others around the world. Hey, like, babe, babe. Yeah, like it song is. song is so good. Is yeah, that Hurricane Chris? I think so, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Throwback shout out to Hurricane Chris. I will say, though, it is definitely respectable when an artist can also make the lyrics make 
since. Like, I think it was the Nas track that you guys showed me back in the day. That's the first one that comes to mind. And there's a couple other artists who really can interweave the flow and the lyricism and all that. But it's like, if, if you're going to have one out of the two, have the flow and the vibe over the lyricism because you could be saying the deepest shit but if the flow sounds janky it's like having the coolest drum beat but your drummer is hammered yeah or like (laughs) a super healthy meal but it tastes like shit yeah 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 it's like yeah like like, unbearable yeah like give them a good taste and then sneak the vitamins in like order of operations here you know like nobody's nobody wants to listen to a song that doesn't sound good and only some people actually want to learn shit when they're listening to music. Mm-hmm. It's it's true. Most people you, want to feel. You just need enough. You need enough of the point you're trying to get across so that people understand what the song is about. Unless you're doing rap or hip hop or something where it's where it's all just like check me out, I'm fucking dope. And like your 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 yeah, like your your purpose uh, is like yeah secondary to the how it sounds like it's gotta it's gotta sound good it's gotta have good flow um but one thing that i had struggled with a lot early on um was getting the pitch of my vocals right i think everyone that's ever tried to sing is like fuck man i can't really sing the pitches that I thought I was. And even when you do a take, you're like, oh, that one was perfect. And you listen to it. You're like, I was sharp, like, like, like 50 cents, like half a note off. Like, Jesus. get back in the key. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, God damn. And like some, like you'll sing, you'll, <laughs> you'll think like you, you think you sang that whole thing. Perfect. And maybe you did, but the whole thing was sharp. Like sometimes you're, you're, pitch center like between notes was correct but your pitch to the actual tonal center of the key is wrong um and because you're working in a DAW with synths and stuff which are all just pitch perfect Mm -hmm. you're not playing with other like guitarists and and a live band that's like a little sharp a little flat hit this note a little hard so it was sharp and like you can kind of dance around the pitch and it makes more sense in that context Usually when you're working with like a bunch of synths and stuff, like it has to be like dead on. Um, so, so Melodyne. Yeah, yeah I actually. Or if you use reason, that's just built in. What's the. So I wasn't even going to, I wasn't even really going to touch on pitch correction because there's so many different ways you can do it. And I actually have found, well, I guess now that we're on the subject, uh, Melodyne is terrible for me. I really hate using it. It completely fucks up my production flow because you have to get the timing editing the timing in Melodyne fucking sucks. Mm. And like you have to get the timing of the take correct first and then you record it into Melodyne and then you change the pitch. And then if later you're like, Oh, I want to cut off this. I want to fade the edge of this a little bit like pain in the ass. You have to like, redo all the shit that you just did because you have to re-record the line into into melodyne and it just really it hammers my production flow yeah i actually hate that about melodyne as well this is why i'm really just about doing vocals and reason because it's it's native so literally all i have mm. to do is double click the vocal take and it turns into midi in front of me and i can just adjust timing and uh, then i leave and it's just like how it is 
Yeah, and take notes for the love of God, right? And also, reason for the fuck's sake, do half of the shit Ableton does already. It's been forever. So, Jesus. yeah. <laughs> well, if you if you don't have reason, I've found that like really you need you need one take that is like basically pitch perfect. And if you have harmonies and other stuff that is like layered in behind it, you can actually just comp and it's like, you know, even up to like 50 cents off, like half a note off, just like chop it complex pro warp it to get the pitch on that one syllable, right. Or whatever in your, in your backing or your like layers and just like find there's there's usually like if you're chopping something that is a syllable there's a sweet spot where you can fade the edges and it takes a lot of like even if it's like a complete word and there's like no break there's no silence there's usually like a phonetic rhythm that you can put that fade just right like where it where it flows in and and like you can't you can't really tell that you f- you faded it up and there's there's no like gap or like weird clicks or anything, but because the the formant and the pitch is a little different, if you listen to that line alone, you'd be like, uh, was that? But since it's a a layer, you don't you don't hear it at yeah. all. Yeah, and it works better for me to do it like that than Melodyne. Um, but as far as uh, actually singing the right pitch. Um, one thing that I've noticed is that like, like I said, like I'll sing like flat or sharp or whatever and, and think it was right, but it wasn't. And I've noticed that like, um, if I, if I give myself a pitch template for what it should be like pitch wise, I can do it a lot better. So originally I was like, fuck, how did I, like, I thought that was perfect. Like how, how did I sing it consistently so sharp? And then I, you know, like, in the background, I was like, fuck, well, I'll just like write with there's a simple synth, the melody that I want to sing and just have that like really low in my headphones. So if I like get off, like I can just like take a take a little second to like listen to the pitch of my headphones on the thing that's really low. And then I go to record again. And usually it's better. But then yeah. I realized um, the better way to do this that also ties in with the writing part is like do your your flow thing then then once you do that and you get the words and the rhythm then sing you know five six takes of melodies that feel good with those words and that rhythm and then literally go in and like first pick the melody that actually is the most like catchy or that like makes the most sense melodically and then like like pitch perfect that take and it doesn't matter if the formants sound fucked or anything just like get the pitch of that take in the melody that you want like dead on and then put that like really low in your headphones when you're recording when you're recording recording when you're recording tips for recording vocals welcome to the human Um, music or podcast or yes exactly and if you have that take of you singing it in the perfect pitch, like it, you can really get a, like a lot better results for that kind of thing. I've noticed if you're someone like me who doesn't have great 
like pitch awareness at all times. Like sometimes it's like, oh my God, how did you, that was a perfect take. I Maybe you can sing. And then other times it's like, you thought that was perfect and you were fucking dead wrong. That was off. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed, I've noticed that doing that yields way quicker results to the final product that you want, even though it's more time up front. And you get to actually find the melody that you want and commit to it rather than like kind of dancing around the the melody that you think you want and then maybe recording some different options and then that wasn't in the right tone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, oh yeah, other two other things on that well, is... Real quick, yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's so important you mentioned to have like a reference of what you want to do because most humans have don't have perfect pitch. There's a very rare thing called perfect pitch where you just know exactly what note you're singing and if you're off. Not not everybody has that. You probably don't. But most people have pretty darn good relative pitch. If you hear a pitch and then you hear a second pitch, you can tell if it was higher or lower, if it was sharp or flat. You're like, oh, yeah, that's off. Oh, that's on. That's the same pitch. You know, like people have good relative pitch. So give yourself some sort of reference, whether it's like getting one take and melodining it into place and then using that to record your real take off of, or whether it's like auto tuning it or whether it's like writing it in a synth or whether it's even just like having a baseline underneath what you're doing, like writing parts of the track and then singing to that or, you know, getting that first take down when it's raw and you just need to put it down and then, and then going in, making part of the beat around it, making the chord progression, making the bass line, and then re-recording your vocal on top of it. There's there's multiple good ways to do this, but giving yourself a reference point for pitch because it's so easy to like sing relatively, like each note you sang was relatively in tune with the other ones, but your entire take was in between two notes. It happens all the time if you don't have a reference. Yeah, and it's really frustrating because like you're you're recording and you're like looping that section and you're like yeah finally got it like your voice is starting to get hoarse like mine is now and (laughs) like you didn't get it like you sang a perfect take but it was all just a little sharp like yeah damn it that sucks (laughs) um one thing that is like a little tiny thing that like i have just randomly stumbled upon is so like when i started singing vocals you know, you have your headphones that you, you have like on your ears when you're singing. I realized if I take one headphone off and you can hear your voice very clearly and the music in the other ear that like you're able to, that I was able to get a better pitch. Um, That's so real. I, I always do say, that. But the next level of that, that I realized by complete fucking accident is that I was so I was recording a take and I was uh, yeah I had one one ear music the other ear was off and like the headphones kind of slipped back a little bit and I and they were so like they were both just barely on the back of my ears and I could hear the music in both ears but most of my ear was just out in the open and then like the very next take that I sang was like dead fucking on and I realized after a being like both ways that my pitch having 
one ear off and one ear just music, can't really hear myself that much, was way worse than having a little bit of headphone on both sides. And I'm not sure exactly, but I think it's due to the fact that your ears are picking up the sound at different times. And like the, the actual, the pitch center of what it is will actually be a little different if you're just getting one ear of feedback for yourself. Um, just like, okay. So like to reference this, play a consistent like C4 on a saw wave in serum and like spin your head left to right. You'll hear the pitch go. It's Mm. really weird, but that it literally is a Doppler effect. Yeah, exactly. But it changes the pitch center of what you're hearing. Right. So that is my current working theory for that. But I, the, the takeaway is that one ear off one ear, just music was fucking up my takes. Mm. So now I just do both just like a little bit of ears on the back of the headphones to hear like the, the beat and the click or whatever you're recording. Interesting. To. I'll have and to then, try that. Yeah. I, and hopefully it's not a placebo, but it has literally, it's been consistent. Hey man, placebos heal shit. Like if it works, it works. If your takes True. are dope, your takes are dope. And so like humans experiment, do this experiment yourself. Do a take with both ears on, do a take with one ear off, do a take with both ears half off. Like, Find what works for you. But the the point being, the better you can hear your own voice, the easier it is to like adjust what you're doing in real time. And like, you know, you 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 only have to hear the beat as much as it keeps you on rhythm and in key when you're recording. But you definitely need to be able to hear your voice as you're recording. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then one other thing. Let me just ask found- you real quick while we're on the topic. Yeah. Um, how loud do you have the music in your headphones and do you ever have issues with bleed? Um, I have it as loud as it can be before it bleeds. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I have, that sounds like a best tagline for your music ever. I want that on a shirt. Rip Kinney as loud as it can be before it bleeds. That's like (laughs) fucking amazing. (laughs) That's like, yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) oh my god I love that Uh, that's funny but I have like a visual reference on my interface for like where that is roughly for usually where I'm working and then like I'll I'll usually do like a just a a couple when I'm doing the like figure out the melody takes I'll be like was that is is were the headphones too loud can I go a little louder Mm. and like figure that out um, in those early like takes where you're not going to use them anyways. Also, um, don't worry about that too darn much. If your take is amazing and you have a little bit of bleed, use it. I've heard so many songs where like they, they do that, like the rap song part where the beat just cuts out for a line, but they recorded it with the beat on. And then you can just like hear these little like background clicky claps and hi hats and a little bit of the melody way in the background. And it's like, mm-hmm. It's on so many professional, like major label, mixed and mastered, like, but it's like, hey, well, that was the line, that was the take, and we want to cut it out here and whatever. It's like it feels like almost like an effect. It's part of the tune. Like Yeah. It like, like don't don't overthink that shit. If the take was right, use it. Even if there's bleed through or it's like it's like little, a tiny if little your voice cracks, but it's filthy far away like, rack. Yeah. Like for the beat right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, it really is. <laughs> 
but so the other thing that find like finding the pitch of the melody when I'm singing it, like sometimes you'll notice like one word, you're just like fucking up that one word. So like I'll, I'll sit there. Like if I notice I'm doing a take wrong time after time, I'm like, okay, what the fuck? So then like sing, sing the line. You're like, look what I've become. And you're like, okay, so what, what, what are those pitches? Look, look and find the pitch of that first word what what uh, I, I be and then like after you found the pitch center and like figured out how it feels in your throat and your mouth like then those next takes those next takes you'll like have a reference for like where it should sit with your voice and you'll be able to like hit those parts like way better. Um, and it just like, it's yeah, again, speeds up the process to get a good take. Um, yeah. I think that's a must honestly for any phrase that's even remotely n- not simple and requires pitch. Like I feel like you kind of grease the groove, so to speak, like in your voice to just, get the muscles actually in that position. And then when you have that muscle memory, it's so much easier than if you're just guessing and hoping for the best, like the same way, uh, not to derail, but like instrumentalists will practice to a metronome really slowly and build it up. You don't got to do all that, but break the phrase down really slowly, get it, get it at least once, twice slow, and then you'll have a much better take Mm -hmm. when you do it fast. And then if you're finding out you wrote something, that is just like physically impossible for you at your current level of skill or talent or just having a human mouth doesn't work. This time for a little rewrite. Maybe, maybe you tried to write a note, you went up on a note and you're like, Oh, my voice doesn't go there. Try going down for that note like re rearrange. See if there's a way that you can do it. Cause it's, Less important the exact melody you thought you were going to do before anybody came around and listened to it than what can your voice actually pull off or your singer's voice if you're recording somebody else. Same with like cadences. Maybe you try to do this like fast thing or, you know, put a bunch of words in and you realize there's just a bunch of consonants that are fighting each other and making it hard to actually say this phrase. How can you rewrite some of the little words in there is there a word you can replace with a synonym that that makes that easier gives you a little more space or whatever like if you're yeah. if you're having trouble getting the recording down think about a rewrite yep and i had like relates to that directly like my last thing that i have is typically actually not typically and i well i don't know if this is consistent for everyone but for me it's consistent like every time when there's a really high note for my range especially if it's a note that I'm trying to sing with like grit or intensity, it's always sharp. Mm. And like the pitch that I think it's going to be when I'm like, like, like in the zone, like singing it, like, Oh, this is going to be like, it is always sharp. And I have to like consciously think about using that same intensity, but like, back off the pitch just a little bit and then typically if you've sung it enough times already like you kind of fall in like for me you fall into the right pitch with that thing but singing high notes and like trying to belt them consistently sharp to the point where and i just realized this too there there are high notes that i thought 
like I couldn't hit like like C sharp three or four fuck I don't know um but like it it was a note that I thought I couldn't do with my voice like but I've just realized that (laughs) I was just trying to hit it too hard and like C sharp sharp yeah I was hitting C sharp sharp exactly when I needed just regular C sharp and if I just like brought that same like you know intensity but just brung the pitch down a little bit like it actually ended up being perfect um which is which is really cool like reassuring for me that like fuck like there are there are ways there are ways to figure out how to actually hit this shit whereas as before i'll just be like well i fucking suck at singing um and yeah (laughs) all of this stuff has obviously helped me a lot and i think that uh it's these kinds of things are the, are the stuff that make singing more fun because the takes end up being better with less work. And then you actually reinforce the process of like, I am a singer. I can do this rather than like listening to 20 takes that all suck. And you're like, fuck, I can't sing. I'm not going to sing on this record. The song's never going to come out. I bet we've all had that studio session more than I, once. There's usually at least one time per session where I'm singing that I feel like that. No shit. Like, well, you can't fucking sing. Give up. Like, I'm just like, but the better producer you become, the better a vocalist you'll seem like. Exactly. Also works for instruments. True. Well, one thing too um, that you brought up, you notice that you go sharp anytime you go high and intense. Something um, that is a huge factor in giving a, a lot of styles of music their feel. Like, um, when I was doing a lot of metal stuff and learning how to program drums or like get guitar tones or whatever, I realized that like, Oh, you have to like pick more aggressively. And the more aggressive you pick, it sends the strings more out of tune. So you got to keep that in mind. And then if you're trying to program realistic drums, well, if, if we're going into a more intense section and the drummer's doing a fill, typically they bump up the tempo, uh, uh, a BPM or two, for that brief little section, just kind of subconsciously, you know? So stuff like that is also really useful to know. Like if you're overcorrecting your vocals and they're feeling wrong, maybe it does need to be a C sharp sharp for that section, even though it's technically incorrect. If you're going for that aggressiveness, you'll get that little bit of added dissonance by coming out of the key a teensy bit. Yeah, I've I think, noticed I think that teensy when, bit is the key there. Yeah, you can't. Laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like all the way up to the next note, but like <laughs> if you're if you're me. making sure all your vocals are like perfectly in key, like you don't want to, for example, for a metal or a hard rock track, uh, tune the vocals as aggressively as you would for uh, a pop track. And conversely, too, it's like for slower styles, like like. Um, R&B let's say or whatever like they really like lay back into the pocket and they 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 drag behind the tempo and and the fills get a little more sloppy and the vocalists you know will will drag behind the beat and like my whole point is if you're overproducing your stuff and making things too perfect, but you're losing the feel, ask yourself, what is the context here and what style am I doing? And then 
keep that in mind when you're making these choices. Sometimes you want to leave some humanness. And, and one thing personally that's really helped me that just came to mind. Nowadays, instead of picking out all of the things that are wrong with the take, especially vocally, and, and trying to get it perfect... I realize that there is like humanness in mistakes. And I just ask myself out of these 10 takes, what has my favorite mistake in it? And which mistake can I live with? You know, quote unquote mistake. I love that advice Mm -hmm. so much. Amen. So let, let the human be human humans. And uh, maybe, maybe next week we'll come uh, with an episode about how to, produce your vocals that you just recorded well Mm. Mm. maybe we will all right well tell it in peace humans peace among worlds (laughs) i like it i got no respect for that Humans, thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate you. The song of the week, one more time, is Binks in my prayers. Make sure you hit down below in the description to get the links to go run that up. Uh, really proud of that song. Uh, just found out the dude who engineered it just became a firefighter as well because engineering records that sound this good just wasn't quite enough of a challenge anymore. <laughs> uh, shouts out to Chris Packy also engineered uh the tune i did with sam shoemaker our biggest one that is called it could always be worse it was that's also on the song of the week and you know what down in there there's a song of the week playlist on spotify that you can click and check out all the songs of the week at once while you're down there support our sponsors dojo tv where you can get free producer live stream classes from the dojo sensei it's about every two weeks we like to do a live stream on there do a live episode you can get in there ask questions all that fun stuff uh Tesco has a Patreon now where you can get educational content, project files, behind the scenes footage, access to his private Discord, track feedback, and even private lessons. Gotta check out the weekly download for real. It's where Ill Gates has private weekly group lessons. He's all of our mentor. Um, and not only do you get the live weekly lessons, you get the access to the entire archive. There's over 250, it's closing in on 300 episodes in the archive. It's just 20 bucks a month. It is a crazy deal. Swear to God, best deal on the internet to learn as a music producer if you're not in there yet and you want to learn about music production there you go guest practices is also one thing we highly recommend seth drake is the best engineer we know so he opened up a school called the approach institute and your first class of guest practices is free but beyond that like he has the approach program and for a fraction like a small fraction of the price of audio engineering school you'll get a much better education that you can really take forward and and make your record sound incredible check out the human music podcast.com to find our socials sound packs and all our links and everything till next week humans peace and peace among worlds